You're tuned in to the Appeal Magazine cover model spotlight with Diamond Keyson. Back at it again, Ultimate Appeal Magazine. It's your boy, Diamond Keyson. And as always, I promise you three things. The latest, the greatest, and nothing about the exclusive. But when it comes to the exclusive, we're talking cover model. We're talking the boy. We're talking the boy, the man of all men. Today, I got a man so fine, so seductive. So great at his craft that the pictures alone make you want to rub on the pages. Hey, Ralph. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to let us get all up and personal in your business and go beyond the cover. So let's talk about it. Let's take it back. I want you to take me back to, I want to say childhood. When did you realize for yourself that your looks had power? Oh, you know what? It, it really didn't come until maybe my late 20s because I really never really had yeah. confidence in myself um, like that growing up, you know. So um, when I was younger, I wasn't so-called attractive and stuff like that, but people would pick on me or people would tell me I wouldn't be things when I would be older. So, you know, I really didn't have any confidence like that until I got to my mid to late 20s. Mm. Okay, so what was it in your 20s that caused that switch for you? Um, How people responded to me where I would go to different places. I mean, I lived in South Carolina, but when I would travel maybe to, let's say, Atlanta, maybe Florida, maybe California, even, you know, Dallas where we have to shoot, um, just the way people responded. You know, everyone would say, you know, nice things and say, you know, how nice I talked or how nice I was. And would say how smart I am. You know, a lot of people didn't tell me that when I was younger. So, you know, when you hear it over and over again, you start to believe it. So people, I thank other people for giving me the confidence to be what I am now or turning into what I am now, hopefully better. You know, it's funny. It's funny that, that you say that, how you said it, because um, one of the things – I hear a lot of in the industry, and this is exactly what you said to me, is that most people, their home area doesn't support them or doesn't usually see the vision. It's usually when they go outside of their home base or their home location that people buy into it and start to get into what it is that um they are as a talent. So to really hear that it took you traveling outside of your home area and other people really starting to 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 really to um give you that encouragement in those words to let you know like, damn, like you you are that boy. That's crazy. See, you know, see I call home hater bill. You know, home be hater bill sometimes. You gotta you know, you gotta slide out real quick. Now, see, I'm not, I'm not so, from South Carolina. I, I was, I lived there. Um, I've lived there for a while. I've since high school, okay, high school, twelve years on and off. Um, but I was born in Indianapolis, raised in Germany, and raised around the U.S. Um, so I've traveled mm. my life. But you well traveled, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing, you know. Oh. You get to meet so many people, and they open up your mind to other cultures right. and other people. How they live their lives. I think if the world were more like that, then people wouldn't be so mean to each other and be so quick to judge. Absolutely. So the mid to late 20s, you're coming into this confidence, this newfound confidence, and 
How does that now transition you into the world of modeling and fitness and things of that nature, or was the fitness side always there and the modeling kind of came later? Um, the fitness um, came – well, I started back like, like a decade ago, back in 2010, when I first started working out, and I got a really decent size and stuff like that, but I had lost focus and lost all the weight and stuff. And then as time went on, as years went on, I just got back into working out maybe like four years ago, four or five years ago. And um, okay. I did it naturally and stuff this time. And, you know, everybody was like, you know, you have a really great look and this and the other. And even when I was got into porn, I didn't mean to get into the whole modeling thing. Because I never, like I said, my self-esteem was still, you know, shaky and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I'm, nobody's looking at me for no shit like that. You know, second off, I'm not tall, you know. So it, um, right. the porn just kind of, I took a photo shoot for, you know, to have professional photos for, you know, agency and stuff like that. But then people would on Instagram and stuff like that would see my pitch and they're like, oh, are you a model? Or, you know, some people reach out, hey, can I style you? Or, you know, this, that, and the other. And it just became one thing after another. And so, you know, it is what it is now. Well, since you brought it up and I didn't, um, <clears throat> since you brought the point up, you know, I've got to, I want to know, <laughs> when did you realize that, 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 that dick had that power, power? And so when I see these videos, you be shutting it down. I'm like, oh, that dick the hammer. So when did you realize that your sex was that motherfucking sex? <laughs> I, you know, I, I never wanted to. When I would um, have relations with some young ladies and stuff throughout my time, um, they would be like, and I thought they were lying at the time and stuff like that. They'd be like, oh, wow, you know, you have a really long dick, you know, and uh, you have, and your sex is really great and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, especially if I were to say, you know, your dick is really big, because from my POV, it doesn't really look that long or that big. And, you know, they're like, oh, you should be porn and this, that, and the other. You look nice. You have a nice body. You know, you could do, like, porn and stuff like that, you know. So I finally decided to kind of venture out towards, I want to see what work looked like from a business aspect, but also just to, you know, get into it and see, you know, how it gets down. Now, I got to be nosy. <clears throat> so when you realize that that dick had power and you put that power into play, did you tell your family? Did they find out by accident? What was the evolution oh. of the the conversation for you? Oh, I just told – well, I told, you know, my, my mother's side of the family is more so the uh, – I can do that really quick and just be like, hey, I do porn. My dad's side of family is where you gotta you gotta ease people into it, almost like anal sex. You have to ease a woman, you know, into that kind of thing. Oh, you better like that, ease you know? it on in a... <laughs> so, you know, with my grandma's, I'm like, yeah, you know, I do porn. You know, because when I go back to Indianapolis stuff, I go to my grandma's house. You know, so we roll up some weed and we talk and stuff, and we'll smoke. You know, and you know, so I was like, "Hey, I do porn." You know, she's like, "Yo, grandmama smoke weed." Oh yeah, every time I get there, she's like, "I know you got it, nigga. Roll it up, cause she can't roll." So I yes, said, grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so now, you know, she's like, okay, and stuff like that, you know. But I thought I didn't, you know, stop doing my artwork and stuff. But she was cool with it. My cousins and stuff. No, I just don't, you know, the kids and stuff like that. I don't say nothing about it to them and stuff like that. Or if they ask me what I do, you know, I don't really elaborate on what I do. 
<clears throat> All right. So we, we're now, we've come into our newfound confidence. We realize the power in this dick. We laying this motherfucking hammer down on these bitches, just doing the thing, just uh, all up on it. When did you realize <laughs> that you went from just everyday minding your business Ralph to Ralph Foreign and your following was this mighty movement of people that were just in love with what you were giving? Um, uh, you know what? I, I think I kind of realized it when my uh, ex-girlfriend had hit me up because uh, her name was Go Go Fuck Me. And, you know, I was a big fan of hers before I even had got into porn. And, you know, um, for her to call me and uh, say, you know, hey, I saw your work. Um, you know, I think you have a great look. I think you go really far and this, that, and the other. Um, you know, that meant a lot, you know, for someone, you know, who you've admired their work and their look and stuff like that for them to call you and then say, you know, those nice things and um, to actually put you on and stuff like that. Because a lot of stuff I, I did, you know, in porn, I couldn't have done without her, you know. She really got me up to that level and all that kind of stuff, you know. I, mm, you know shout so, out to Go Go you know, Fuck I'll give a Me, okay, because Go Go Fuck You was trying to fuck on you, okay? <laughs> I love this interview. <laughs> right. So I have to ask you the question I love to hear the answer to. Mm-hmm. Life after porn. What was it like for you in the beginning when you started doing it, but you weren't, like, there yet, but it was coming along? Like, did you start to change how you moved personally because you started to realize people were were, were recognizing you kind of a thing? Or has your life after really not been much of a change for you? Um, it, it's, it's changed and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it, I think um, I porn completely changed my life because I was, you know, working nine to five and this, that, and the other. And, you know, porn helped me travel more um, and stuff like that, which I like. But also, yeah, been in the porn industry, and you know, when you first start out, you know, you. Me personally, my personality is just, you know, to be nice to everybody and to be cool and stuff like that. I don't, you know, I don't go out of my way to mistreat people and stuff like that, you know. But when you see other people in the industry, you actually get to know more people. You see everyone is not like that. You see everyone is not genuine. It's just like real life, you know. Um, right. Everyone is not like the way you are. You can't hold the expectations on other people. So, you know, that's that's a downside of it and stuff like that because people can be treacherous and people can be liars and people can uh, be out to use you. And there's, I, I got a few stories. I mean, I got a few stories, but we don't even have enough time to even talk about one. You know, so, um, you know um, but it has taught me a lot of things, but it's also put me like I told you before, with the modeling and stuff, the modeling and stuff has gotten me, you know, connections with people out here in L.A., and I've met so many nice people. And even one that I met now, you know, it's just porn. It's put me in a lot of great places. Even though I'm on my little hiatus now and just, you know, I'm tired of the bullshit and stuff like that, it's, right. it's put me in a good place. I wouldn't be here without porn, so I couldn't. If I were to be famous off of modeling one day, I can't just say or get mad at people if they bring up, you used to do porn, right? Even though I wouldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do no shit like that. You know, that's not cool. That's right. that's fake. 
Mm. Now let's talk Ultimate Appeal Magazine. What was it? What What was your initial thought when you got the reach out to be one of the cover models for Ultimate Appeal Magazine? What went through your mind? Uh, I thought it was amazing. I thought, you know, I thought, wow, you know, someone actually has an interest in me, you know, and it, you know, I've always wanted to feel special and wanted, you know, so it's like, you know, for someone to say they want you to be in their magazine, but not only be in the magazine, be the cover model, you know, that makes you feel great. And it boosts your confidence and, you know, it makes you feel like, you know, you can actually do something in life and actually do something with yourself. Mm, right. Now, as people get to explore you on the pages of Ultimate Film Magazine and this issue that's all about you and your ultimate shot um, that you've taken, and they get to go beyond just the picture and the videos and obviously with this interview, get to know you a little bit more, I want to get in your business. So I have a game, and this game is called All Things You. And All Things You, I'm going to ask you five questions all about you, and you must tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. And with that said, <laughs> Ralph, are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. So in the world of Ralph Horan, when you're not on set and you're not in a production shoot and you're minding your business, what's something you like to do when you're home alone in your space? Oh, man, really I'm a I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I'm a nerd. You know, if I'm, you know, not playing PlayStation, um, you know, I'm working out or I'm doing artwork or something like that. You know, that's that's me. That's who I am, you know. All right, gamer. Okay. Now, when it comes to sex, because sex is what they love you for, sex is what most people want to know you for, what's your favorite position and why? My favorite position... Can I have more than one? Oh, I mean, okay, your top three. How about oh, that? Just, there's only two, really. Um, I mean, the most uh, would be uh, the cowgirl and um, like the physics, where you go in between, where she's like in a position, but you go in between. Because it's more contact, it's more oh. friction. I have, I have more. You want to have more. some gymnastic sex, okay. <laughs> I like to lean on them. I like to lean into them. You know, get them in the gut a little bit because it gives me that that ass. Okay. Now, when it comes to separating work from life, you know, that's something we tend to get taught throughout our our tenure in the corporate world and it's something that's programmed in us in general, whether it's work or school or whatever. How do you the talent, how do you separate your work from your life, or does work and life start to imitate each other when you do it how you do it? Uh, no, um, I go back to being regular me. I mean, I think I'm regular even when I'm still, you know, doing porn and stuff like that. Um, I... You know, I'm not. I'm not out having sex every day or doing this or doing the Tuesday. I'm out, you know, at these parties or at these nice places and with women all day and every day. But I'm not. You know, I go back to you know just doing what I do and that's just kicking it with my friends and stuff and just um, like I said, being in my own personal space. I'm not all over the place like that. <laughs> I try to tell people things like a McDonald's worker, the motherfucker that's putting patties mm-hmm. at work. 
That nigga ain't putting no patties when he get home. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I told you people. But you bringing that dick like that. when you get home? On occasion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, question number four, I think. I lost track, but mm-hmm. so what? Don't tell nobody. <laughs> it's date night. You minding your business. You want to plan a perfect date. What would your date night consist of? Um, it would have to be, it would really depend on where we are. But um, if we were like, you know, like in a downtown type Miami or maybe L.A. kind of vibe, um, okay. I would like to hit the downtown scene, um, you know, go out for dinner, um, you know, go out for dinner, walk the beach, um, you know, nightcap, nightcap fucking, you know. Mm. You trying to make a bitch fall in love. Oh, okay. (laughs) And last but not least, I have to get personal with it for you. What is one of the biggest misconceptions you've heard about your own self? Um, people think that I'm this hood person or, or, or they, people look at my, my appearance and they think my appearance is what is portrayed, I would say, traditionally old school to where people think that, you know, thugs or whatever, whatever, you know, look like mm-hmm. me. But I don't act like that. Um, I think I'm very down to earth. Um, I try to treat everybody accordingly and the same. Um, but, you know, the biggest misconception is people think I'm this big thug or some kind of thug or gangster or something like that, or I grew up in the hood. I didn't grow up in no hood. I didn't know anything about hoods until I was maybe a teenager or something like that. I grew up on military bases in middle-class America. I never, mm. you know, had to do any of that kind of stuff, you know? I know those Less people, the but fuck, I never did. No, middle-class America living. I know that's right. <laughs> so I just try to keep it real. I don't try to put on no persona that I can't live up to. Okay. And I couldn't live up to no nothing like that. Got you. Now let's talk about this. Um we've heard it mentioned throughout the duration of this interview. So you say that you're on a hiatus. What has caused you to make the decision to just take a moment away? How do we get here? Um, you know, if I come out to support you or I come out to shoot with you, then I would just like my time and money not to be wasted. If I'm flying from South Carolina to California to come work with you and, and, or, or if I'm then taking and driving to Los Angeles to Vegas to work with you, then don't cancel on me. I've had at least like Mm. six, five, six different cancellations. I've had the other shoot I showed up to, the girls were already drunk and tore down. They couldn't even shoot after telling me that the shoot was going to start at 8. But from when I walked in, it was like they've been there all day getting tore mm. down. You know, and then at the same time, you're not paying me. So then I'm not getting any content back to make up money for spending all the money that I've just spent. So, And this is not just a one-time thing. You know, 
So you right. know, what I want to, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take a little hiatus. I might do a little OnlyFans here and there with a couple of choice ladies that still be hitting me up to do a little something, but I'm not going to do anything as far as like a big production or anything like that. I'm going to take the time to get my mind and look into uh, different things and rebrand myself also, and then I'm going to come back uh, bigger, better. Mm, bigger and better. Two words I love. Bigger and better. I know that's right. <laughs> now, Cardi B told us broke niggas don't deserve no pussy. Ralph, I want to know, do you feel that broke bitches don't deserve no dick? Uh, I I wouldn't say that because I think that um I'm not going to respond the way Cardi B did it. I may sound kind of green or, or uh, uh, square for saying this, but everybody doesn't have the same financial status, and I may be going out the way with this, but I didn't always have, I'm not no millionaire or nothing like that anyway, but there were times I ain't had no cash like that, and girls with money, actual money, they banged me out a few times or let me bang them out or whatever, whatever, so. Broke girls can have some dick, I don't give a fuck, you know, if you can. You ain't never been no broke nigga, though. I've been broke. <laughs> I've been broke. Nah, Ralph. We talking about broke nigga. Broke. Let, let, let me, cause you know, I'm slightly urban, so let me just give it to you from the urban side. <laughs> when we talk broke nigga, we talking that nigga who talk like he got money, but ain't got no money. It's the difference between a person who's working towards something and just doesn't have the financial means at the moment. That's not a broke nigga. That's a person who's working towards something who just doesn't have the financial means at the moment. But a broke nigga, he got Gucci Chanel, Prada Louis Fendi, it ain't real. He swears he that nigga. He talks like he that nigga. But he a broke nigga. Like, nigga, you ain't getting no pussy with your broke ass. So we ain't just talking like eighty. A female who's not financially there yet. You ain't say that. You you ain't say that. That's different. That's different. That's different. Now, when somebody is 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 is, um, they faking it till they make it, but then trying to talk crazy people, then hell no. (laughs) That's right. You know what I'm saying? You can't have all face for now. You know, and trying to call out other people and trying to say this and that. Uh. Uh. Uh, yeah, yes. how can you, you get okay? So you get so so. Just to set the record straight, we ain't talking just like financially not there, but broke bitches don't deserve no pussy. I mean, no dick, right? Both, yes. It is now. As he turns through these pages of Ultimate Appeal magazine, and they get more into you on the fitness side of things, what does your daily routine look like to keep this body this? Oh, this body of a man. My goodness, this body. What do you do to keep it looking like it look like? I do calisthenics. I do a lot of handstands, and um, I don't lift weights a lot. I really work out outside on monkey bars, and I climb trees. <laughs> it's funny oh, you a that. monkey bar climbing one. yes, monkey bar. So I like to work out like that, body weight training like the Spartans and stuff like that back in the days where you just use your body and the environment itself. Mm, you just, you know, it's funny because, I'll be honest, when I was doing my research on you as a talent, I fell in love with the look of you and the brand of you. And now talking to 
you, I fall in love with the person. Um, you present a a multi-dimensional level of being, and I love how you are a representation of not being lost in the art and still being able to be true to who you are. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. That's really nice of you to say, actually. Now, with that said, I got to ask you, for the younger generation who's going to see your work, um, who's going to, who have a aspiration to get in the adult entertainment industry, what are those words you have for them to prepare them for what's to come if they embark upon that journey? Um, for males, especially guys of color, um, be weary of the whole tattoo thing. A lot of, um, really why people haven't seen me shoot a lot of mainstream stuff like that is because we don't really like heavily tattooed guys like that. There's only but so few. But if you are like that, then you're with an agency that have been with all that stuff out then you know, you, all that stuff will fly. Because there are the Jason Loves and stuff of the world, so, you know, it ain't always like that. But, you know, you just have to sometimes, it's really about who you know, not what you know all the time. So, that, you know, with guys and stuff like that. And, you know, with guys reaching out to me, don't talk to people like you're trying to pick up some girl on the street corner. You're not, I, I get so many guys, oh, I want to fuck these bitches like you. Well, you can't talk to a director like that in his inbox and think he's going to respond to you, whether it's through email or DM. That's the first thing that you know, a lot of producers, you know, will respond to me. They're like, oh, hey, I appreciate you talking like it's business and not like this is some fucking frat party or something like that, you know? So that's, you know, the thing for the guys and stuff like that. For the young ladies, especially the younger ones, the ones that are turning 18 and that get into the industry and stuff like that, um, when you do agencies and stuff like that, when you have an amazing look, of course, they're going to take it and they're going to run with it. You can make a bunch of cash. But don't bang the producers to get where you got to go. You don't have to do that. I see a lot of producers that do. I'm not going to say the names or the companies that do it. But don't. you don't have to bang the agent or the producer to get to where you want to go. That's not how it works. Um, just do you. You know, you're more important than the guys. So, you know, just, just do your thing. Don't, don't let them say, and they will do these things, but you don't have to have sex with weird-looking dudes or these creepos to get to where you want to be. So just because it's foreign, that doesn't give them the right to treat you like you're nothing or like you're just a tool. Mm, I like that. So life after, life after hiatus, without giving them too much, because, you know, I want to shock them with it when it comes. But life after hiatus, you said, you know, there's going to be some brand repositioning, a couple other things. Um, what are you looking forward to as we continue on in 2021 and heading into 2022? Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm, looking to, I'm looking forward to seeing a new side of myself and seeing what I can actually get done and accomplish. Um, I've networked so much um, through porn and stuff like that, like I said before, and now that I've come to a spot now where I think I've kind of got some ground, I think that um, I think the rest of 2021, especially the beginning of 2022, I think it's going to be amazing. I think that everyone's going to like my new look and like what I have to offer. That's new on the table. You'll see little things before then, but I'm not really even going to put too many pictures up on social media or anything like that from now on until I get my 
I'm gonna expand more on my body, getting a bit thicker, and uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna show you a whole new look. Mm, I wanna have some fun. No, and of course, <laughs> I gotta do it like this. Please, if you would for me, let them know where they can find you at in the world of all things social media. Oh, if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at uh, Tattoo Model. Um, yeah, Tattoo Model 87. I'm sorry. I got to make sure I look at that. Um, and if you want to find me on Twitter, I am Ralph Horn Triple X. And the same goes for my uh, OnlyFans. It is the same thing, Ralph Horn Triple X. Mm, it sure is, y'all. And it is Triple X. Listen, on behalf of myself, Diamond Keith Fonding, Ultimate Appeal Magazine, the brand, the Appeal Collection, Eric Ganderson, all of us, I thank you. We thank you. We love you. We rock with you. Please keep us in tune with all things you as we can keep the base in tune with what you got coming up. And keep doing what you do and don't stop for nobody because when you drop that D, you drop that <laughs> and that body, and I love it. And stay true to you. And thank you so much for taking the time to allow us to get to know you beyond the cover of Ultimate Appeal Magazine. No, thank you. I appreciate your time, and you put me on the spot. You have, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Listen, y'all, I told you, the latest and greatest is nothing but the exclusive. And as always, I did it. I did it. It's done. The boy, Ralph Horan. Make sure you stay tuned with all things him on social media and his OnlyFans. The rebranding is coming soon, and we got to be the first to know. So y'all make sure y'all locked in to see what he got coming. Until next time, I'm Diamond Keith signing off.